Hello and welcome to Locked On Spartans for your Monday, November 19th, 2018. That weekend is over. Thank God we don't have to ever watch this Michigan State team play Nebraska again because that was absolutely unbearable uh, and I couldn't even really stand to watch the whole game because I had other better things to do and I hope you did too. I hope you didn't put yourself through that whole inevitable circus. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Will Hunter. I am your host. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, and I think, you know, thank you for being a Michigan State fan despite everything. <laughs> you know, i got to thank you for that. That's a really, uh, we don't get enough credit for, because we'll, we'll talk about this later, but it is, it's tough to watch your team be bad uh, when they're a, a, like a good offensive team and they just can't stop anybody. Yeah, it is very tough to watch your team be one of the worst offensive teams in college football. Uh, but we're going to talk about that, obviously. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Follow us on Twitter at OnSpartans. Follow me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. Uh, like the show's page on Facebook. Just search Locked On Spartans there. Email us, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Anytime you want to reach out to the show, communicate with us in any way. Those are all good ways to do it, suggest topics, ask questions, anything like that. Uh, so for today's show, actually, you know, one more quick piece of home or housekeeping, homework, whatever. Uh, no, there will be no show on Thursday. Obviously, Thursday is Thanksgiving. We'll have normal shows today, tomorrow, Wednesday. No show on Thursday. And then I think yeah, there will be a show on Friday. And it, it should be a, just like a pretty standard normal show uh, game preview for Rutgers because uh, that's awesome to have to preview Rutgers finally. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do all that. But no show Thursday. Uh, obviously, enjoy Thanksgiving and we'll I'll keep reminding you of that as we go along. So, yeah, today we're going to talk football, basically. Um we're going to, I know I've tried to commit the Monday after football games to like offense, defense, slash coaching special teams, right? Like three segments. Uh, but I think today we're just going to talk a lot about the uh, the bad side of the football, unfortunately. Uh, it just like this, I mean, we'll talk a little about the defense later in the show, but we're going to have to start here with... Uh, what was just yet another absolutely dreadful offensive performance. Uh, and gosh, there's a number of factors in this. Uh, first thing I want to say is the the quarterback situation. I was glad to see Rocky Lombardi got the start. Um, there's a guy walking in front of my house right now, and he's just looked into my window. That's weird. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I was glad Rocky Lombardi got the start. Uh, and I do want to really quick bring up, uh, if you are someone who... I don't know, was pushing back against getting Lewerke out of there for some reason because of Lewerke's, because uh, how many games he's won and, and things like that and how good you think he is. Um, you're having the wrong argument right now. Nobody wanted Brian Lewerke pulled because he's a bad quarterback. Uh, pretty much everyone I've seen has wanted Brian Lewerke to stop playing because he's injured. Uh, end of story. So snarky comments about, oh, if Lewerke did this, well, yeah, we'd be... Yeah, we'd be pissed because he'd be playing hurt again. That's the problem. We don't think Lewerke's bad. We know Lewerke's really good. He's our quarterback next year. Uh, stop playing the guy who's really important to the season next year with an injured shoulder. And they did. So that was good to see. Obviously, Lombardi struggled. 
Uh, the wind made it uh, tougher than it needed to be on him. But, you know, your first road start and the Big Ten, it, uh, you know, Nebraska is a tough place to play. Those fans are, like, they're annoying as heck. Like, they're the biggest whining babies on the planet in terms of football uh, fans. And yeah, they make Jim Harbaugh look sane and, you know, reasonable. But uh, they showed out for sure. They showed up. They're loud. And that's a tough environment to make your first start. Not an excuse. Um, you know, he's got to be better. He missed some throws. Uh, but he, Lombardi, while he wasn't, uh, I don't think he was terrible. I don't, I think he was just like a little below average. Kind of bad, if you will. Uh, but nothing noteworthy. Uh, he was not helped out by anyone on that offense. Uh, starting with the guy up in the booth, uh, Dave Warner. Ah, Dave Warner. So, I'm generally one of the last people in on Fire Coach A or whatever, Fire Coach B. I I think that's often a reactionary thing, and uh, we need to take a look at someone's entire body of work, right, before we're going to make decisions like, should this person continue to have their job? And so... This season, uh, I mean, the offense last year was not good. It was ranked like 92nd in S&P+. Plus. Um, the 2013 team, the really great team, was still like somewhere in the 70s in offense. 2014 was a top 10 offense. 2015 was like 22nd or something like that. And 2016, despite how terrible it was, was like a top 40 offense. So Dave Warner's had some... You know, some oh, uh, a great offense, one great offense, two pretty good offenses, a couple, one or two mediocre offenses, and then two really terrible ones. And the two really terrible ones have come in the last two years. Um, and so at the beginning of the season, a lot of people, you know, his head was already kind of on the chopping block. And for me, it wasn't quite there yet. I think Dave, I thought... I still, I don't know. Dave Warner generally was a decent play caller in the flow of the game. Wouldn't do a lot of really creative things off of different actions. Um, Michigan State really sets up plays well uh, to cash in later down the line, and they generally do it in bigger games. You know, how many times have we seen against Michigan or, or uh, Ohio State something like, oh my God, that's what they're running that play for. And it works perfectly. That said, uh, Dave Warner also has this thing where he just can't help but make some of the dumbest calls you will ever see. It's like there's no, it's all mountains and valleys with him. Like, anytime Michigan State had a drive going against Nebraska, uh, the, ha like half the time a, a play call stalled it out. Uh, the Wildcats uh, are just inexcusable. Running, uh, running a linebacker, a guy who was a linebacker until Monday, and I'm not sure how much is on that on him. D'Antonio seemed to take some blame for that for Anton Simmons, but uh, a linebacker getting a carry and immediately fumbling, and you lose seven yards on that play. That's absolutely inexcusable. Um, running a, a shovel screen on third and goal from the eleven uh, is absolutely inexcusable like that ball needs to be thrown into the end zone 
the red zone play calling the first time they're in the red zone on the the turnover got the ball gosh they're in like the 17 yard line or something like that uh ran five plays in total on offense uh one of them was a penalty that extended the drive on second down but they 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 ran six plays in the red zone there and five of them were runs uh with nine in the box like Nebraska loaded up on the runs uh, and they just kept running into it lost yards and got a, a lucky personal foul penalty that gave them three more chances at the end zone and they still couldn't cash in I know a lot of things have gone wrong this season and like I don't know I just just rattling off a few plays there that stuff happens every game a lot of stuff has gone wrong this season in terms of injuries bad luck uh the offense never had a chance to get going um but you can't have that talent and be ranked 114th on the offensive side of the ball in S&P plus they are the number four defense and the number 114th offense 110 spots difference. If they had, last year they had an offense like in the 90s, uh, and the defense was, I think, 7th. And that team won 10 games, obviously. Um, Michigan State is ranked 31st in S&P Plus overall. Uh, so they've had, you know, a little bit of bad luck in terms of they probably should have a, a win more, a couple wins more. But... When you have just uh, a staggeringly terrible offense, I talked about this a few weeks ago, when you have an offense that bad, you leave yourself open to uh, variance. You leave yourself open to, uh, or you, you really slim down your margin for error, and you leave yourself open to bad luck. And so, I mean, I still really believe, genuinely believe that the biggest problem with the offense is uh the 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 decision to make it what it is and that like Mark Antonio's role in the offense is the biggest detriment to the offense I think uh just in terms of its conservative nature its stubbornness uh, I mean it's very much in in the vein of Mark Antonio like this the offense is the Mark Antonio offense it's stubborn it's conservative uh it's smash mouth that wants to punch you in the face and be tougher than you and I think that's the biggest problem. It's not a smart offense uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And so it's hard to call plays in this uh, type of offense. That being said, I think Dave Warner um, has had a fair shot here, uh, has had a lot of talent at his disposal and just hasn't done a good enough job. Um, and I don't think D'Antonio would fire him. I don't, I don't think he's a, he's not a guy who fires assistants. And I don't think we'll see any sort of drastic change at all in the offense, despite it being the primary reason that three or four seasons under D'Antonio have gone absolutely in the tank. Uh, so I don't, you know, I don't see us hiring somebody who runs Ohio State's offense um, or Clemson's offense as much as some of us, myself included, would like to see that. Uh, but I think Dave Warner's time here uh, mercifully needs to come to an end at the end of the season. Should have probably already happened. Uh, but we know how, you know, D'Antonio is a loyal man, sometimes to a fault. Right now, he's he's reached into the to a fault portion, uh, and and it's time to move on. Uh, it, I think that's the most reasoned take you'll ever hear uh, from a Spartan fan about firing Dave Warner. Um, it's time to move on. 
<laughs> fire Dave Warner into the sun. All right, so we're going to continue talking some Spartan football after uh, a quick message from some sponsors. But first, I got to tell you guys about Sling TV. If you want to watch the game uh, and are sick of paying for all these channels that you never watch, Sling TV is the way to go. It is the best way to watch college athletics. $30 a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more. And right now, listeners to this podcast can go to sling.com slash locked on for a seven-day free trial. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. There's no better time to give this stuff a shot. And like I said, after that, it's only $30 a month. There's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You can cancel it at any time. Stream on all your favorite devices from your big screen down to your smartphone. Go to sling.com slash locked on to check it out. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love only better. And guys, the Locked On Podcast Network is doing uh, some pretty cool things on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Locked On Net on both of these feeds, Twitter and Instagram, and check out the stuff that's going on there. It's like a centralized feed for all the different stuff that's going on. And Instagram has its stories where there's small clips from shows and then bigger stories in the feeds, stuff like that. You know, if a news story breaks, you know, the NFL channel is going to have all kinds of reaction to it and things like that. So check that out, Locked On Net on Twitter and Instagram. All right, welcome back to Locked On Spartans. Uh, we're going to continue with this debacle at Nebraska. Um, well, not in, I mean, we'll start here, but we'll move on to different things. Um, yeah, so the, like I mentioned in the last segment, the S&P Plus ratings have come out. Uh, for this week, and it's basically, if you don't know what S&P Plus is, uh, and you haven't heard me talk about it before, it's a rating system derived from play-by-play and drive data of all the games, like in all the plays. It's very much uh, to the micro level, uh, and right now Michigan State is 31st in S&P Plus. Uh, they actually, their defense was so good against Nebraska, despite losing their defense was so good against Nebraska that they moved up in the rankings, uh, which is a real, obviously a really impressive performance. Nebraska had been cruising on the ground uh, and, and on offense lately. But yeah, 114th on offense, which is by, f- not by far, but it is the lowest of the, uh, the D'Antonio era. And I think you know, I think that can uh, be attributed to a number of things. Uh, injuries were really bad this year. Injuries were especially bad this year. But last year, you know, they had the 92nd ranked offense. And we don't think of that team as having a bad offense. But if you kind of look back at the season, uh, they were until pretty much the Holiday Bowl. And there's a couple spots, you know, in between there. It was a bad offense. It took a long time for them to get going. The line was not very good last year. Uh, it was a really young unit, obviously, but they were fourth in, in defense last year, just like they are this year. This is actually a better defensive unit this year than last year, and it's a better defensive unit in terms of like rating than 2012 and 2013. This is, uh, by S&P Plus, Michigan State's best defense ever, uh, which is depressing because they've won six games, going to be seven with with. I almost called them Grutgers with Rutgers coming into town. Um, did you guys see, I, I don't know why I'm asking this as a question because you cannot hear me. Um, it's like talking to people on TV, which 
my dad and I were both doing on Saturday uh, with Joel Klatt during the Michigan-Indiana game, and I almost never do that, but it was just a bit much. Um, anyway, uh, the, the spread for Rutgers-Michigan State is uh, 27.5. Michigan State is favored to beat an opponent by 27.5, and, and I just want to like take time to to genuinely appreciate uh, just how bad at football Rutgers is uh, to be <laughs> projected to give up 27.5 points to Michigan State. The over-under on that game is probably going to come in at 31, which uh, would be 27.5 uh, implied, or it would be whatever, Michigan State, or it would be 34. Something like that. Michigan State 31, Rutgers 3.5. That kind of projected total. Uh, <laughs> it is so unbelievably like. Like, that has got to be one of the lowest over under totals uh, in a long time in college football. I don't know. I'm not a historical gambling guy. I don't know. Uh, you know, all the trends and things like that. I just kind of know what's going on. Um, yeah, if I want to, I'm, I'm filibustering right now just to like a little bit to find this actual over under. Okay. It doesn't look like, uh, there are any totals posted yet, but just with the, it's 28 points, uh, Michigan state and Rutgers. So 31, three would be that 28 point spread. Good implied t- total, uh, of 34 points combined for the two teams like Michigan State Rutgers is going to set football back decades um and I am I'm ready for it Michigan State and you know what's going to happen someone said this on Twitter um so Rutgers is 120th in S&P plus 127th on offense and 95th on defense uh they are as bad at uh defense pretty much as we are in offense like they're just so bad uh, someone said this on Twitter, though, Michigan State's going to beat uh, Rutgers like 42 to nothing and save everyone's job. Like, they'll use that as an excuse to not, you know, switch over any offensive staff or change schemes or anything like that. And that would just be so freaking perfect. A nice cher- cherry on top of a 7-5 and five season that could have easily been an 11-1 and one season had you had some competency on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and, yeah. Just retain everybody because you hammered Rutgers. And I do want to point out, like, when I say, uh, you know, competency on the offensive side of the ball, and they would have been, whatever, a great team. Like, Iowa, 78th in S&P Plus um, on offense. Michigan State, the year they went to the Rose Bowl and won the Rose Bowl, was like 72nd in S&P Plus on offense. If you remember, they started that season off terribly, and, and they were... They really rounded into form, um, and they ended up somewhere in the 70s uh, with the number two defense. Like, if Michigan State had Iowa's offense, they could be, uh, they would be in it in the hunt for the big. Like, they would have beat everyone on their schedule, save for maybe Michigan. Who knows? Um, it was just a competent offense, uh, but they uh, they didn't get that this year, and they won seven games instead of ten or eleven, which would have been nice. Even despite the injuries, I, th- I think they, it's still, like, we're just going to keep looking back on this season and be like, man, how did they win that few games with all those people? 
Okay. Uh, short segment there. Uh, and the next one's going to be a little short, too, because the first one was uh, way too long. And I got a quota time I got to keep up with. And I'm already pushing uh, the end of the time here halfway through the show. So uh, we'll be back right after the break. And I just want to remind you guys, if you are looking for a national podcast, you got to check out Locked on NBA and Locked on NFL. They're two podcasts that are like, they're surging in popularity right now. The NBA channel just hired Trevor Booker, who was in the NBA just last year. Uh, Eight-year NBA vet, former first-round pick. Uh, The NFL crew is doing a great job that, you know, they're in mid-season form right now. And the NBA season is just getting fired up and getting going. So if you're looking for national sports angles, go to uh, Locked on NBA or Locked on NFL. Just search it wherever you get podcasts. All right. Welcome back to the show. My voice is like starting to go. I'm all... You could probably hear it. I spent a lot of time outside this weekend uh, up at Deer Camp. Which for me is just basically, uh, I sit outside for a few hours, a couple times a year, every year, and I feed deer, basically, is what happens. I hold a gun that I do not shoot ever, uh, and I feed deer. That's how I deer hunt. (laughs) Really terrible at it. But yeah, uh, I was actually watching the Michigan State game. I I came in from the morning hunt back to our cabin to watch the game for work things. And about halfway through the third quarter, I was like, you know what? It's 20-something degrees outside. It's windy. It's snowy. It's really crappy. No one's seeing any deer. It's really just a terrible hunting experience right now. Uh, I'm going to get my hunting gear back on and go back outside and and hunt again because this football game is absolutely just dreadful. And I did. I left uh, near the end of the third quarter uh, and just didn't care to watch the rest of it because I had seen enough. And actually, before I left, my brother uh, gave me a hard time for leaving. He's like, you don't need to go watch it. We know what's going to happen. The defense is going to be great for three quarters. The offense is going to be terrible. And then they're going to lose it in the fourth quarter. And he was right. And the defense was great throughout. Uh, gave up three field goals in the fourth quarter. That, you know, one off a turnover. Uh, and it just went exactly how he said. And it was a pathetic, just pathetic display. I mean, there's three drop touchdowns, there's missed touchdown. Like, it's just, I don't even want to get into it. It was just so bad. We all know how bad it was. Uh, but my buddy, Paul Costanza, who I do another podcast with, pointed this out to me last night, and I teased this earlier. Uh, it is so hard to be a fan of a team with an impossibly bad offense. Because at least with when it's reversed and you're losing games 42 to 28 or 42 to 31, 50 to you know, 42, those are exciting and fun. And there's like some hope and you're like, Hey, if we can just turn them over once, or if they miss a pass or they drop a ball, we're going to go down and score. And it, you know, we got a shot with Michigan state right now. It's just, there's no shot of them scoring. They get the ball and you're just like, there's another guy that can score. Like, it used to be they'd get the ball and be like, all right, here we go. Oh, cool, another chance. Let's see if we're getting better. All right, I'm excited. Ooh, Lombardi's in at quarterback. Let's see what's going on. Ooh, good play, good play, good play. Oh, this is going to be a good drive. It used to be like that. Now it's just like, all right, let's see how long we can hold on to it before we punt it back to him. I hope we don't throw a pick six. <laughs> uh, it's just not not great. It's it's so hard to watch a team lose 9-6. to six. 
Um, and, and they've scored like 36 points combined in their last four games or something absurd. Uh, one of those was a win where they scored 24 or something like that. If you take out the Maryland game, like, my God, it's just been... I'm, I'm legitimately glad that we're going to get a month off before the bowl game, and then after that, it, we can reset everything. I've been looking at some bowl projections. Uh, a number of outlets have CBS, SB Nation... Uh, one other one doesn't matter. Have a lot of people have Michigan State in the Outback Bowl. Some have the Gator Bowl. Uh, basically, all of them have Big Ten matched up with the SEC, which is fine. But here's two things we we should not hope for. Right now, they're they're matched up with Missouri and Mississippi State a lot, uh, which is Missouri's fine because they they have a really great offense and that would be fun to watch. Uh, Mississippi State is basically Michigan State, a little less good on the defensive end, not by much. They're pretty much the same on defense, a little better on offense. They're terrible on offense, too. (laughs) Like That would be just an abomination to watch. And the other matchup we need to hope doesn't happen, Like we need Kentucky to keep winning because if Kentucky loses and, and slots into a bowl game with Michigan State, that will literally be the end of football. Kentucky is, and I and I understand what I'm saying here. Uh, Kentucky is the second worst Power Five offense that I've seen uh, this season. Rutgers is the worst. Kentucky is the Kentucky's the second worst. Um, and if if Kentucky and Michigan State played each other in a bowl game in the Outback Bowl. It would be negative nine to negative fourteen, uh, and <laughs> and the the game of football would be set back uh, generations. And uh, statistically, <laughs> uh, Kentucky's offense is a hundred and third in offensive S and P plus. So they really, um, I don't. That's so bad. Like having watched Kentucky play. Like, it's un- it's unbelievable. 114th. There are 130 teams in this ranking, and they're 114th in offense. Connecticut is better than them at offense. Bowling Green. They're one spot ahead of New Mexico State. Kent State, better than them on offense. South Alabama, Ball State, UNLV, Colorado State. God, Louisville. They're only two spots better than Kansas. Like, God, it's just, I can't believe how much it has absolutely bottomed out. Uh, but that's the end of today's show. We're going to try to turn around and be more positive through the rest of the week. We've got a big win to look forward to against Rutgers, you hope. Uh, and we got some really interesting basketball games coming up with the Las Vegas invite. Michigan State plays uh, UCLA on Thursday and then Friday. Uh, they play the either the winner or loser of North Carolina and Texas, depending on you know who wins each game. So that'll be fun to look forward to. Definitely going to talk about that. Probably starting tomorrow. We'll see. I mean, I know Michigan State just destroyed Tennessee Tech in basketball. 
probably not a ton you can take from that, but we'll talk a little bit about it tomorrow. We'll do a mostly basketball show, I think, tomorrow, mix in some football. So thank you so much for joining the show. Follow us on Twitter at OnSpartans. Follow me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. Email the show, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. And if you wouldn't mind, head on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. It really helps out. Uh, And I appreciate all of you listening. Thanks so much. We'll be back tomorrow with more Locked On Spartans. Until then, go green.